Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to play my play in music. Uh, this is Tuesday evening, about 9.30. Uh, so let's get going. This is kind of a strange time for me to be uh, doing this recording, but here we go. I'm nothing if not... Uh, oh, what What's the word I'm looking for? Brain freeze, brain freeze... Doesn't matter. Here we go. You are listening to KPCALP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And this is the Midnight Skeptic. The views of the Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not, necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay, um, I've said before that uh, uh, my views being the correct views should be the views of uh, uh, Petaluma Community Access. However, it's not necessarily their views. So uh, be that as it may. Uh, I've uh, gotten some feedback from a couple of uh, either listeners or viewers. I'm not sure which they are, but they say that I should... Uh, speed up this um, introduction and shout outs. So I'm going to try to do that so I can get to the meat of the show. Okay, uh, shout outs. Um, Anchor.fm slash Spotify for all my uh, international people. There's about a dozen of you over in Europe, uh, Ireland, England, Germany, uh, one in Spain, Czechoslovakia, uh, a couple in Australia, New Zealand. Okay, that takes care of that. Um, and for, uh, Mickey Huff, the godfather of uh, uh, Project Censored, uh, sign up for their Project Censored newsletter. It, it's a very interesting newsletter. And uh, at, you sign it up for projectcensored.org, all one word, all lowercase, and uh, learn all about the news that didn't make the news. That's their, you know, site uh, phrase. Okay. Um, locally, Nariman, uh, Tom and Nancy Throw, uh, Keith and Cody Kay, um, Katati, uh, Kevin and Lori, and um, let's see, uh, over in... Uh, Rich and Kathy Berger over in uh, Sebastopol, and then going down to Pacifica, uh, Stan and Kathy, and then we've got a newbie that I just found out listens to the show every now and then, uh, Susan Miller. I gather that she is the uh, center of progressive thought in the town of Pacifica. So welcome aboard, Susan Miller. Okay, L.A., uh, Jack and Wayne Kolar, uh, then the Sonora crowd, Bob and Sandy Fisher, um, Brad and Martha Fisher, 
um, Dara Larson, Judy May, Leonidas Maciel, and then down in Mexico, uh, Rosie Lopez Negrete, and then Arizona, my brother Bran and his wife Mina, and their daughter Andrea, who's a nurse, and I've been through this all before, and uh, the snake catcher lady, uh, Karina Hilliard, and then over to Florida, I think I said uh, Amanda last week, but it's Amelia, Amelia Beamer in uh, the Edgewater, Florida area, and then Nelson and Alice in Sarasota, up to North Carolina to the Raleigh-Durham area, uh, headed Dr. Dave Rubin, ex-roommate of mine back in the late 70s, and uh, then all the way up to Long Island, um, Geraldine Goldfinger. That's it. I think I got through this pretty fast. Um, so, uh, anybody that I've forgotten, uh, any gripes, uh, send them to me at the uh, Midnight Skeptic at gmail.com. All lowercase, all, you know, etc., etc. Uh, death threats, I'd love to get some. Uh, hate mail, uh, witty hate mail. I prefer witty hate mail. Okay. Very good. A reminder to all my watchers and listeners, the Midnight Skeptic is proudly woke. W-O-K-E. Uh, I'm trying to take that word back from the horrible, hateful, Republican smear machine. Uh, you know, if we, if we progressives and liberals and Democrats and lefties of various stripes use the word woke um, enough in a nice way instead of the hateful, horrible Republicans' pejorative way, maybe eventually uh, woke will become a, a word that you can compliment somebody with. Anyway, okay, that's me. Okay, a brain freeze update. Last week, I was trying to remember of uh, a member of the Supreme Court, the black guy, the worst of the worst. Uh, it's Clarence Thomas. That's the name that I just couldn't fish out of my brain. Um, uh, anyway, uh, his wife, Jenny Thomas, may be subpoenaed to uh, testify in front of the January 6th um, investigating commission of the House of Representatives. Uh, man, she is a piece of work uh, from what I've read about her. I'm not going to go into it, but uh, anyway, uh, the guy I was trying to remember was Clarence Thomas. Okay, real good news to start off this um, edition which, oh, I, f I forgot this, by the way. This edition of The Midnight Skeptic is show number 79. And on the radio portion of it, it'll be uh, broadcast on Sunday night, the th uh, 31st of August uh, at 9 p.m., um, the regular time. Uh, today is uh, Tuesday, uh, the, the uh, 26th. And uh, you know, right now it's about quarter to 10 at night, uh, p.m. I'm not used to this late time. And in fact, before I could even get going on this, I had to uh, call up my erstwhile 
audio engineer and computer maven and uh I have a little setting on my computer that uh and he has on his that he can take control of my computer and fix whatever I can't figure out which is everything I can't figure out but he can so he fixed it and anyway okay so here we go uh real good news agrivoltaics all right let me spell this for you. A-G-R-I-V-O-L-T-A-I-C-S. Okay. It's a blending of uh, solar panels and shading crops from extreme heat. That's getting to be a thing. Well, the climate is warming. The uh, sun is seems to be burning crops more and more. Uh, they need shade, and we need more electricity. Well, enter agrivoltaics. Okay. Um, uh, shading crops from extreme heat and uh, temperatures. i got to try to look up a little bit so that uh, you, all the YouTube people out there can see my lovely aging face okay uh shading crops from extreme heat and temperatures is catching on even grazing animals benefit from the shade provided by solar panels installed eight to ten feet off the ground uh, less water is also used because and this is a quote from a farmer that uh uh, has installed uh, agrivoltaics. What plants do is what we do when we are out in the hot sun. We sweat. Well, plants use water to keep their leaves cool enough to do photosynthesis. If the leaves of whatever crop plant it is get too hot, uh, the process of um, photosynthesis stops or at least slows down to the point where the plants don't grow to their healthy size. Okay, less stress equals less water used. Okay, horrible news. Okay, the gun culture, the gun culture, the gun culture. Horrible news. Sig Sauer. The evil gun manufacturer uh, is about to release its MCX Spear. The civilian version of the U.S. Army's new next-generation squad weapon or slash rifle. Okay. This, okay, this is a quote uh, from the manufacturer. This is a weapon that can defeat any body armor worn by uh, enemy troops or law enforcement officers. Oh, man. If the AR-15-like assault rifles weren't bad enough, in the very near future, this year sometime, Good old Sig Sauer in their never-ending quest for profits 
are about to release the MCX Spear. And it'll undoubtedly be marketed to kids, or they'll make a slimmed-down version of it to sell to kids and young toddler gun enthusiasts. Ah, okay. I need to sip. Uh, this is water, by the way. Okay, idiocy. That's how I labeled this bit. Maryland, horrible, hateful Republican candidate for attorney general. And let's see, what's his name? I, uh, Mike Perutka, capital P-E-R-O-U-T-K-A. He's a attorney general candidate in the upcoming election. I guess... Uh, the Republicans uh, had a um, an election to see who would run. Well, he won that. Okay, this is a quote from him. Mm. Quote, American leaders must take a biblical worldview and apply it to civil law and government. He thinks public education is a communist plot and says laws protecting gay marriage and women's right to choose violate, are you ready for this, God's law. Damn Christians are just infiltrating everything. Jeez. Okay. Next page. Okay, ooh, good news. Okay, sensible Christians, Christian churchgoers are leaving their flock because of many pastors' Christian nationalism expressed from the pulpit. Pastor Ron Tucker of Grace Church in Maryland Heights, a suburb of St. Louis, begins his sermons with 15-minute rants about Antifa, Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, feminism, gun laws, abortion, and the capital insurrection being a hoax. Pastor Ron Tucker, if you want to Google him. He's Pastor Ron Tucker of Grace Church in Maryland Heights. Mm. And uh, this is a quote. Their woke ideology is separating people into groups and tearing our nation apart. And it's being taught in our schools under the heading woke. Business is is based on your. Oh wait a second! I my handwriting and punctuation. I need to start over. Uh, and it's being taught in our schools under the heading of CRT. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the way you get promoted in woke businesses is based on your degree of 
victimhood. If you're a black lesbian, you're at the top of the heap. You know, that's a quote from him. Tucker founded Grace Church in 1978 as a non-denominational congregation. All right. So, either he was this way from the uh, get-go, or he's been sucked into the uh, Fox News sewage plant. Uh, okay, n another topic. Uh, hateful, horrible Republicans in the House of Representatives all voted against a measure requiring federal military and law enforcement officials to analyze and report on the presence of right-wing extremists, neo-Nazis, and white supremacists uh, within their ranks, within the ranks of the military and law enforcement. Here, here. We need that. Um, it's not many, but enough. And, and these guys all have guns, so it doesn't take very many of these uh, right-wing, hateful, horrible Republican infiltrators into our law enforcement and military to kind of present a real danger to us all. Okay. Uh, this bill passed as an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act. In other words, the budget. Uh, it passed uh, 218 to 208. Well, guess who the 208 were that voted nay? Uh, horrible, hateful Republicans. Uh, okay, the uh, amendment was introduced by Illinois' Democrat uh, Brad Schneider. Uh, the need for such a report, both for the military and for the national police forces, has been apparent for some time. Uh, I.e., the January inter the January sixth inter man, I'm having trouble with the uh, echoes in my earphones. The January sixth insurrection. There were some active military personnel, there were some active police and retired police and retired military amongst the insurrectionists. We had better weed them out now before they become more of a threat than they are. Okay. Um, and when I started this program, like, I don't know, five and a half years ago, um, and called it the Midnight Skeptic, uh, I was then, and, and I still am, a member of the skeptics community. You know, silly things like ghosts and crop circles and Bigfoot and... Uh, the Bermuda Triangle, and uh, things like that that have been thoroughly debunked by the Skeptics Society. Uh, 
which came together in 1976 by uh, a number of uh, scientists. Um, Carl Sagan was one of them. A magician, uh, the amazing Randy, James Randy was his first name, uh, but they all took a dim view of psychics, ghosts, apparitions, hauntings, all of that kind of silliness. And I was that too, and that's what I believe. I, I, I did talk about ghosts and Bigfoot and um, cryptids, which are these mythological creatures wandering around uh, but I it's hard to take those things seriously enough to really seriously debunk them uh, I'm just going to tell you right now there are no such things as ghosts enough said okay okay no I, I got off on this topic because uh, I, I was telling you that um what skepticism I talk about now is against um, alternative and uh, complementary medicines. And I'm not even sure that it's still called that way. Oh, I think, okay, here we go. It's integrative medicine now. It's bunk. Okay. And that includes, and I'm going to get people pissed off at me, but acupuncturists, chiropractors, homeopathic doctors, naturopathic doctors, osteopathic doctors, don't waste your money on any of them. Okay. Which, you know, the reason I even got off onto that rant was because uh, I have some sad news. Uh, 28-year-old Caitlin Jensen remains paralyzed in an ICU a month. I don't know where this is, what city it is, but I wouldn't tell you anyway. I just, she has enough to worry about with people coming to visit her that she doesn't know. Okay, um, I, I got off my notes. 28-year-old uh, Caitlin Jensen remains paralyzed in an ICU a month after a visit to her chiropractor. Mm. All of the doctors who examined Jensen stated that chiropractic neck manipulation was the cause. Okay, now, uh, Harriet Hall, uh, she's a retired uh, Air Force doctor and flight surgeon, and then she was in private practice as a, uh, as a pediatrician for a while, and then she retired from that. And uh, I met her at a skeptics conference, um, you know, before all this COVID madness. Uh, broke out. She's a very nice lady, and she has a website called uh, Science Based Medicine. And she, her, her her 
blog name is the Skepdoc, S-K-E-P-D-O-C. Okay. Anyway, um, this is what she says about chiropractic neck manipulations. And uh, I'll tell you about my experience, my personal experience with chiropractors one time. Okay. Uh, she says, since the high velocity, low amplitude, which abbreviated uh, HVLA, neck manipulations typically used by chiropractors have not been proven effective for anything. And since significant risk can't be ruled out, the prudent course would be to avoid rapid thrusts, neck manipulations, and use other treatments that have been proven effective, including uh, gentle mobilization. Okay, personal note. Um, I was working for Safeway part-time back in the mid-90s. And... Uh, Night crew, you know, I had my regular jobs during the daytime. And uh, night crew, you know, you have to lift things. And uh, it's quite hard work and repetitive work. You know, putting things on the shelves. It's not, it's not high tech. But uh, I developed a, a sore back. And... One of the other night crew guys recommended that I go see a chiropractor, and I had never it had never entered my mind. Uh, although by that time I was a a, a long time subscriber to um, the uh, Skeptical Inquirer, which is the magazine that uh, the Center for Skeptical Inquiry. Uh, publishes. I still subscribe to it. Okay. Um, and they see themselves as um, consumer protectors um, against this integrative medicine. In fact, uh, uh, the Center for Inquiry, which is the parent company to uh, the Center for Skeptical Inquiry. It's kind of an alphabet soup there, but they're back in uh, Amherst, New York. Um, their legal counsel has filed a suit against uh, uh, Walmart and CVS because of their deceptive marketing of homeopathic products. And uh, that's ongoing right now. I don't know how that's going to turn out. But uh, Nick Little is the uh, counsel for um, the Center for Inquiry back east. Anyway, they, they filed a suit to keep these people from putting homeopathic medicines right next to regular everyday painkillers. Um, so it, it, I know I'm going to say it, it fools customers into thinking that these homeopathic medicines can actually be painkillers or help you with the inflammation or help you with 
the runny noses or whatever. Homeopathic medicines are actually nothing but highly diluted something or other put into water. It's essentially water. Okay, I'm riffing and I'm off my notes. Anyway, oh, chiropractic. I went to see a chiropractor and you you pay him in advance for six visits, you know, once a week, six times. And, you know, he stands you up and takes an x-ray and, of course, your spine is out of alignment. It always is. Um, so he laid me on the table and then kind of twisted my body into the correct shape and then clicked something by pressing on me. <clears throat> and then all of the uh, six visits ended with uh, him kind of holding my head in his two hands and um, swaying it back and forth. And then the last sway is a, is a jerk. I mean, literally a jerk. And, and you hear this click. And I'm, I think I got off lucky because I think that's what happened to this uh, poor Caitlin Jensen. Uh, I didn't go back after the sixth treatment and uh, my back stiffness and pains was still there, but gradually it just went away. And I'm sure if I went back and told him that, he would say, see, chiropractic works. Uh, it's bunk. Don't go to a chiropractor. Okay, any chiropractors out there listening to this, you're free to sue me if you want. I will have Harriet Hall on my side. Okay. Whew, I need another sip after this. Uh, ranting is uh, soul-satisfying. And uh, the things that are going on in this country now have to be ranted about. Somebody has to do it. So the midnight skeptic, that's where I come in. Time check. Okay, that's been a, about a half an hour of ranting. Okay, uh, great news. Okay. And this is a letter to the editor that I ran across. And uh, here it is. And I'm going to read it verbatim. My name is Julianne uh, Speyer. S-P-E-Y-E-R. Period. I am 12 years old, and I would like to inform you of how offended and disappointed I am by the announcer at the uh, Chesterland 4th of July parade's um, comments about the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts. The announcer labeled the Boy Scouts uh, as, quote, future leaders of America. And he said the Girl Scouts were, quote, just having fun. Well, 
I object to that too. Okay, and she goes on in her letter. I found this comment very sexist and patronizing. I would appreciate it if you would help me let other people know how much this kind of thing happens and how bad it is. I feel it is an insult to both girls and women of all ages. This kind of thing happens way too much, and it is not okay at all. And um, this is a new paragraph in her letter. I have always been taught that if you think something is unjust, change it. So this is how I'm making a change. Thank you for listening to me, and I hope you can help me. Uh, Julianne Speyer, Russell Township. And I had to Google this to uh, figure out where Russell Township was. Um, let's see. Uh, Russell Township, it's in Ohio. And... the Okay, I've already forgotten the name of the town. Chesterland. Chesterland. Okay. Uh, Russell Township, Ohio. Okay. Uh, I'm probably saying that there will probably be responses to the letter screaming woke by local MAGA heads or even death threats. That's just how they roll. Uh, that's how the uh, horrible, hateful GOP operates now. Mm. But uh, Julianne Speyer, I applaud your letter to the editor and keep up the good work. Okay. Uh, Turning Point USA. Uh, they just had a uh, conference down in Texas, okay, and uh, which they had a lot of, uh, well, Ted Cruz was one of them, and they put on quite a light show. Uh, it was like they treated Ted Cruz like a rock star, and they had other Republican, horrible, hateful Republican uh, politicians speaking there. I've, I've got a, on the last show, I said that every time I had to mention Republicans that I was going to preface it by saying horrible, hateful, and I'm trying to do that. Okay, sometimes I forget. Forgive me. Another sip. Okay, Turning Point USA. I was going to talk to you all about it. It was established in 2012 by Charlie Kirk and Bill Montgomery to advocate for conservative causes on high schools, high school campuses, college and university campuses. Mm, boy, get them when they're young. Make sure they hate the right people. Mm. Uh, turning point, get this, has a professor watch list that claims to expose professors that they deem too progressive or that they claim discriminate against conservative students. 
it's uh, funded by the GOP and its conservative donors. Hello, Koch brothers. I'm sure that they have their uh, monies devoted to them. Uh, there's only one Koch brother left now. I forget which one it was that died, but there's only one Koch bro left. They're, and that one is getting old. I think he's in his late 70s, early 80s. Okay, Charlie Kirk is 28. Okay, let me do some math here. Okay, eight years to get to 2020, 11 years. So he founded this, okay, if my math is correct, when he was 17, back in 2012. Boy, he was a little snot. He was probably a senior in high school. Okay. Anyway, Charlie Kirk is a 28 and a conservative activist. He has a radio talk show on Salem Media's The Answer, quote unquote. Okay, that's the name of the program. Um, it is three hours long. Boy, I couldn't do this for three hours. Hmm. He promotes the, okay, are you ready for this? The cultural Marxism conspiracy theory described as an effort to subvert Western culture and Christianity. Oh, man. Okay. And uh, there's a, in on his uh, Wikipedia site, uh, there's a picture of him, and that's how I found out that he was 28 now. And he, he looks 28, and he looks... I've found that conservatives all have this annoying little smirk on their faces. They can't smile because essentially they aren't happy people. They're, they just they just hate too much. Okay. And fear too much. Okay. Just a little blurb here. The book Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe is the most banned book of 2021. And I've talked about this book uh, a number of times on a number of past shows. Maya Kobabe is a local girl. Okay, she's a woman now. She's 32. But uh, she did go to high school here in Petaluma, to Petaluma High School. Uh her folks were um, rural residents out in western Petaluma. I think they had a small self-sufficient farm, that. And she has a younger sister as well. Okay. And I, I you know, when this whole foo about the hateful, horrible GOP MAGA heads trying to ban all these books in libraries and high school libraries. And uh, I read about genderqueer. I didn't know she was a local girl at the time she wrote this, but I went out and bought it. You know, I had um, 
my local Copperfields bookstore order it for me, and I read it myself. The claims are that it is pornography. It isn't. It, and it's a uh, um, graphic novel. She got her degree in art, comic art, I think, at the uh, San Francisco uh, Art Institute. And she got a BA from uh, Dominican University down in uh, San Rafael. So uh, anyway, she did this graphic novel called uh, Gender Queer. Uh, I would truly urge you all to go out and buy this book. And it's a quite touching story of a young girl, preteen it starts out with, uh, growing up. And I think, she doesn't say this in the book, but just judging by the drawings, she was about nine or ten when the book takes off, uh, before puberty set in. And it's hard enough for kids to grow up in this day and age uh, and to go through puberty and to go through the process of questioning yourself. Who are you? Trying to search for an identity. Well, she did this. And uh, she now uh, refers to herself as genderqueer and asexual. So she's not attracted to either uh, men or women. So uh, enough about her. But uh, please... Uh, go out and read the book. I read it, and it is not pornographic. It's about 340 pages, roughly, long. And uh, exactly one page is devoted to any kind of a sexual encounter Maya with a somewhat older uh, lesbian lady. Uh, but it, in fact, I didn't quite understand what they were, what they were doing. Uh, if I can ever get to interview her, talk to her, I would love for her to come, you know, just rant along with me. She's not a ranter type. It, it, that, leave that job to me. Uh, but I would love to have her on this show. And uh, one of the things I would ask her is, what the hell are you two doing uh, on, on that one page? Anyway, okay, enough of that. Good news, uh, sort of. Mm. Champion South African runner Castor Semenya heads into this year's World Championship with virtually no chance to win. The three-time women's 800-meter champion will have to run the 5,000-meter race because she has declined to submit to rules in track and field that requires her to take hormone-reducing treatments if she wants to run in uh, shorter distances, you know, 800 or 400 or 200 or 100, uh, any of those. 
but her race is the 800 meter. Um, so they've determined the the powers that be in track and field uh, that testosterone levels have to be below a certain level in order for a female to run in these uh, um, sprinting distances. Okay. Semania was assigned female at birth, was raised as a girl, and identifies as a woman. She has an intersex condition called 46XY. DSD. Okay, now what does DSD stand for? Differences in sexual development. Okay. There, there's many uh, intersex conditions um, that cause uh, differences in sexual development. Okay. Uh, her condition, 46XY, uh, causes both male and female traits and a higher testosterone level than the typical female range. World Athletics, uh, capital W, capital A, World Athletics, they are the governing body of uh, track and field events all over the world. Uh, every four years, the uh, Olympic, the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, takes over not regulation of that, but they have their own very similar uh, rules about uh, track and field. Anyway, World Athletics regulations made women with her condition ineligible for some shorter races. She is not transgender. She was born this way. And here's some sarcasm. Eh, so just bear with me. I think we ought to let Republican politicians and the United States set these rules. They know all about uh, medical conditions and male and female things and uh, what women need. And, you know, in fact, uh, we should make Ted Cruz the head of... Uh, world Athletics. Hmm. Okay. Enough of that. Let's let the... Okay, in my notes down here, I wrote, uh, let's let United States hateful, horrible Republicans decide these things. Hmm. Uh, and, okay. Good news at last. Okay, another time check. Okay, Pope Francis on Monday in Canada issued an historic apology for the Catholic Church's cooperation with the Canadian government's Indigenous Residential Schools program to, quote-unquote, assimilate Native peoples into, quote-unquote, Christian Western culture. It amounted to cultural genocide. 
The Pope said, quote, and this is his entire quote, I humbly beg forgiveness for the evil committed by so many Christians against the indigenous peoples. Okay, he was at the site of a uh, former residential school. Uh, I guess it's almost torn down now. Uh, the uh, Ermineskin School, just south of Edmonton, Alberta. This uh, penitential pilgrimage continues all this week to three other locations. The Pope is in a wheelchair due to his uh, mobility issues. Uh, uh, okay, I didn't write it down. Okay, I'm going to try to remember this. His last stop in Canada is up in the uh, uh, independent nation of Unavut. Uh, and the capital of it is, I think it's Igwaluk. I, I think so, you know. I didn't write this down in my notes. Damn it. Okay. Uh, over 150,000 indigenous children were taken away from their families and forced to attend the residential schools. Um, okay. The first... Oh, geez. My notes, my notes, my notes. The very first one... Uh, was run by an Anglican church. Uh, it was called the Mohawk Institute in Brantford, Ontario in 1831. Now, I'm not really up on my Canadian history, but it was before uh, the Confederation, uh, which happened in 1887. Now, I think the uh, Canadian Confederation uh, blended uh, Quebec, Ontario, and the Maritime Provinces. I think that was the Confederation. And then later on, um, Saskatchewan, Alberta, Manitoba, and British Columbia were added on as uh, provinces. Okay. Uh, let's see. 1831. Okay, Brantford, Ontario, the first one. And uh, they were sort of run by the Anglican Church up to um, around the uh, early 1880s when the Catholic Church uh, was given control of the majority of the uh, of, of the uh, oh, the residential schools. Okay, now here is a quote. Okay, and it was said back in 1879. Okay, quote, If anything is to be done with the Indian, we must catch him very young. The children must be kept within the circle of civilized conditions. Hmm. And this was said by Nicholas Flood Davin, D-A-V-I-N. Uh, and it was from a report on industrial schools for Indians and half-breeds. Hmm. Uh, there is a separate culture in Canada called the Métis, M-E-T-I-S, with a little uh, 
accent mark over the I, Métis. Now, who these people are, are the interbreeding of the uh, first French fur trappers with native women. Okay, their progeny. And for some reason, they seem to have developed a separate kind of culture, separate, um, not a separate language, but uh, customs and rituals that are separate from the actual indigenous tribes or the First Nations. Okay. Um, and I, I think that's what this guy, Nicholas Flood Davin, meant by half-breeds, and, and they were the Metis. Okay. Uh, 1969, uh, the Canadian government took over from the Catholic Church uh, for running these uh, residential schools. Okay, in... Uh, Okay, in 1931 was kind of the high point. Uh, there were 80 schools being run, you know, by the Catholics at that time. Uh, in 1979, uh, the number had fallen to 28. Uh, and the very last one was Gordon's Residential School. And I couldn't find the town that that was in. Uh, but it was the last one, and it closed in 1996. Okay. I did segments like about a year, year and a half ago on the uh, Canadian Indian residential schools. Uh, let me time check. Okay. And the United States is not off the hook. Uh, Deb Halland, who is the runs the Department of the Interior, is launching an investigation in how we treated them. But you can imagine <sighs> priests running these schools with young nubile Indian girls, and for that matter, young nubile Indian boys, uh, sexual. Uh, Shenanigans, okay. I, I, there's got to be a better word for it than that, were rampant abuse, abuse, sexual abuse and physical abuse. The kids were beaten if they spoke their own native languages and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'll do, uh, in fact, I'll just look back through my notes to see if I can find the one that I did the most of. Okay. Okay, real quick. Okay. Uh, the last item here, uh, Garen, G-A-R-E-N, Wintemute, I think that's how he pronounces it, capital W-I-N-T-E-M-U-T-E, -E. he runs the uh, Violence Prevention Research Program at uh, UC Davis, and he's an emergency medicine doctor, and he did this survey like about a month ago, damn, am I... Eyes are itchy. Okay. 40% of the uh, survey's respondents said that having a strong leader in the United States was more important than having a democracy. 
Well, guess who those people must be? Uh, the survey didn't specify, but I would bet my bottom dollar that they are the horrible, hateful, MAGA-head Trump cultists. Ugh. Okay, um, in this survey run by um, Garen Wintemute and UC Davis, 8,600 people were surveyed. The average age is about 48. Half agreed that there will be a, quote-unquote, civil war soon. One in five endorsed political violence to achieve a, a practical, a, a political goal. Well... I, one of the things that I fear happening in this country is not exactly a full-blown war, but political violence. And guess who has all the AK-47s and the AR-15s and, you know, soon to have those guns that I talked about earlier? Well, the MAGA heads and the gun nuts and Texans. <laughs> There's liberals in Texas. In fact, it's kind of getting to be a purple state. You know, the rural parts of Texas are the gun nut areas. And then the bigger cities, especially Austin, Texas, uh, give me hope. I hope that Beto O'Rourke wins the governorship this year. Okay, I uh, was riffing, and I was uh, searching for some quick good news to end this show on, but I couldn't come up with one right away. I was writing this thing even as I was getting ready to record and broadcast. Speaking of which, i got to play my out my music. Out music. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA-LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma community access and remember think critically think logically but live joyously and most importantly pet your cats okay it's 59 minutes i've been cut off by kpca but for the <clears throat> for the uh uh youtube people I just ran across this article that I wanted to end the show with good news, and it was the uh, nuclear energy hopes to expand and have a uh, bigger influence on our energy needs. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Take care, people, and I will see you all next week. <laughs>